Welcome to the Nice Hair Podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Haley. We are two girls committed to being nice, to hair and business, and to keeping it real. You gotta clap. Clapping means clap again. Ratty. There we go. Uh, what up? I always need a bite of food right as we start. Literally, like, I have not seen you take one bite of that bar since the start of the last episode. I get hungry. I know. It's a real thing. Hanger is real. I'm actually excited for this topic. What are we talking about? You know, Hannah, we're going to talk about what happens as a client when you want to break up with your style. Yeah, it's a real thing. And it's something that is necessary sometimes. Necessary and it's something that I think clients are too apologetic about. I'm going to go ahead and say that. And stylists get too emotional about. Oh my gosh. So we're going to kind of like give you a little bit of like both sides, like the client side and the stylist side. Um Because it is, like, I think one of the most awkward (laughs) things ever. Clients feel like they owe us an explanation, uh, but most of the time are too scared to give one. And stylists take it entirely too personally. And sometimes they make the client even more uncomfortable and they send them weird messages. Okay. So what would be – give me a couple scenarios where – this would be the case, like where a sty- or a client would want to leave a stylist. They're I, just not happy with their work. They're running yeah. running too long of an appointment. Um, well, first of all, as a client, I think there are a million reasons that you want to switch your switch stylist. Which I don't. I personally, I do not think you owe your stylist anything, any reasoning. I personally don't. I think the reason clients feel that way, you do develop such a personal relationship with your clients. Um, There's one instance where I think if you, if you are in a stable enough place as an individual to give your stylist helpful feedback in a non-emotionally driven way, I think, I think you could shoot a text, but texts are like weird. Texts are hard. Hear hear the, uh, I think a voice note is always nice. I I have had a client actually, this was many, many years ago, but she um, was very frank and it was helpful. Actually, she was like, I love your color. You do a great job. I just don't love the way you cut my hair. Nothing personal. I'm going to find somebody else. And she had really, really thick, like um, just really crazy hair. Yeah. And I was like, hey, fair enough. Like I really, and knowing her and knowing that, you know, we had a good time together when we spent time together. And she was like, you do great at color. Just don't love the way you cut my hair. It was not like you suck at cutting hair. It was just like, she was kind of acknowledging she had thick hair and I just didn't cut it to her liking. So that was helpful because I was like, huh, maybe I need to reevaluate my cutting skills with certain types of hair. And I didn't take it personal, you know? Well, I think that's where like the number one problem truly starts with. And I think that's why clients feel it's, it is, can be uncomfortable, but you guys like clients switch one because they are unhappy. And when you are paying for a service, you should 100% be happy with it. And it's important 
to you that you feel like you find a stylist who, if, if for some reason you're not happy with something, you feel comfortable enough to come to them and say, hey, this isn't working. Can we try another way? Mm -hmm. um, I think clients feel like they'll get into a rut with their stylist. Um, their yeah. stylist kind of does the same thing every time. And or the stylist gets too comfortable or, too, or gets kind of lazy. 100 percent, yeah. Um, I think schedules change and clients, your guys' schedules stop working um, for any number of reasons. I, clients go through financial, um, whether that's like, you know, their finances change, whether that's in a negative way or a positive way. Yeah, um, and it can be on both ends. Like, yeah. I've been the stylist who, sorry, if you're watching this on YouTube, I have overalls on and they're, like, writing up. Um, I have, I went through a time where my husband was switching jobs and he was working later into the evening, so I just couldn't work evenings at all anymore, which was the opposite of what my whole career was. I mean, I worked till 8, 9 o'clock, four nights a week for right. the first four or five years of my career. So, um I lost a lot of clients in that time and I had to break up with clients and, oh, girl, oh, talk about like, there's just that feeling. Yeah, it that sucks. Feeling. Um, so for both parties, it's hard. And as a client, you guys, like, it's okay. I mean, yeah, dude, it, it truly is okay. And I and think if you don't create an environment as a stylist where it is okay, you have to change. You have to change. Yeah, because you guys, like, at the end of the day, it's truly business. It's a transaction between you and another person, no matter how close you get. Anytime, obviously, you're working with people so closely, it does, it can get a little bit uncomfortable. But as the professional, it's your job to make sure your client feels okay with that. And clients, like, I know a lot of times... I. Okay, I'm going to use my grandma as an example. Mm -hmm. I have not. I've done hair for 11 years, and I never did my grandma's hair. You never did Graham's hair? Mm -mm. Well, I, I did for a brief time. Tell us. And she felt, when she wanted to start coming to me, she just kind of wanted to change it up. She felt like she really owed her stylist a an explanation. So mm -hmm. she she talked with her um but my salon is about 40 minutes from her house and it is on like a freeway and, you know, grandmas don't really like to drive on freeways that much if they don't have to. So she started coming to me for a while and my schedule fills out a lot. Um, and I was also having a hard time kind of making her appointments and being flexible that with what she needed. So she felt like she had to come to me and say, hey, I'm going to go back to, cause the other lady was literally like a minute from her house. Yeah. She cuts hair out of, she has a salon in her home. And so she's like, I, I'm going to go back and have so-and-so cut my hair. And I mean, she was so worried. <laughs> bless you. God bless you. She was so worried that my feelings were going to be hurt. And I was like, grandma, like it's okay. Like I totally, totally understand. And you don't, you truly don't owe me an explanation. But like, that's your grandma too I mean I know but like even just for clients like there yeah. really isn't yeah if you're not like it's just making things more complicated than they have to be and you're just creating more chaos and more emotion than oh it needs gosh. to be like yeah. respect your yourself as a stylist 
or if you're a client, respect your stylist enough to know that you have entered into a business transaction and for whatever reason, if you're not happy, you are entitled to leave. At any point with no explanation. And it's totally okay. And we're going to get the memo that you weren't happy by your absence. Yeah, 100%. And like, I always think, as you said, feedback is valuable. So if you have... If you have that type of a relationship where you're, where you feel like I can say like, you know, my last four colors, I just haven't loved it. I am going to go try somebody else. Like but they, be in a calm space and be willing, be willing to, um, be empathetic when offering up that and knowing that like you are speaking to someone's personal like work and business, but like in hopes that it will help them. Right. Like come from a genuine space with that. Don't, don't give reactive feedback. That's like, I'm going to freaking hurt your feelings. Right. That's just not. Cause helpful. it does. I mean, you know, you have people who change stylists after they've been with them for 15, 20 years. And you guys like, sometimes it's just a change of pace is nice. There's mm-hmm. nothing, there's truly nothing wrong with that. I think as the client, you cannot feel guilt just because you have this relationship with your stylist. You can't feel guilt over wanting to change it up, to try something new. Like, that and as a stylist too, you have to like, number one, know that you don't own your clients at, because that's a scary place to be. All. And, and it's weird. And, um, that's a real quick way to like sabotage your business too. And know that if you are not creating an environment and an experience that draws people back into you, then that's an opportunity to work on yourself as a business and totally. to like maybe reevaluate, step into your space with fresh eyes. Um, look at if your environment is dirty or dusty. Think about how long you take to shampoo and if you need to take a little more time and, um, you know, just like reevaluate like if you're, things. Yeah. If you're like constantly like running behind or there are some clients who hate to be double booked, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? There's just a million different factors that go into why somebody would want to leave. And like you also as a stylist, as a business person are entitled to run your business, how you see fit. Um, but sometimes, especially if you start evolving and changing the way you run your business, that's not going to work for some people and you have to be prepared for, for clients to part ways. Yeah. And you are in charge of your business as someone working in the service industry too. So you're providing a service that's not going to be the best fit for everybody. And that's okay. Like not everybody wants to go through the five minute oil change. Some people want to take their car to the dealership and have that experience. Like there's all types of different experiences for different types of services. So just be really concrete about what type of service you're offering and then do that to the best of your ability. And if you do lose a client as a stylist, if you do lose a client that was like a really solid client where like it just really like hit you out of the blue, um, I would say, number one, give yourself some time to process that. Do you, you, do you reach out to that client? I would if it was someone um, that I was just really lost for an explanation about. Not in like an emotional way, but in a like, I feel like maybe they could, yeah, I'm not even like trying to get them back, but maybe they could give me some feedback that would hurt so bad to hear, but would help me, uh, you see, know? I. I've never, I've never done it, reached out to a client who has left. And I don't know that that's something that I would just because I, usually, you know why they leave. 
I, yeah. Like either there's 100% some sort of like weird energy. Sorry, my hair's itching me. Um, either there's some sort of weird energy the last couple of appointments or usually you can just tell by people's energy. I've just heard a couple like client horror stories where they've left and been like, yeah, my stylist like texted me and like in a confrontational way, like, why didn't you tell me you weren't unhappy? Blah, blah, blah. Haley sees a lot of the third party side of this where Haley gets a lot of clients from other stylists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just because the area you're in, it's like, it's a large area and it's super saturated too. Yeah. So Haley gets a lot of clients that already have extensions in, maybe MBR, maybe not, but are not happy with it. And they're like, finally break down and they're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to come yeah. to the expert. And s- and that's hard for you because you, then you have to manage a bad experience. Yeah. And you have to kind of manage but I that just, relationship that they I had. Can, I can truly never imagine ever in a confrontational way texting somebody because truly it's, it is none of my business unless they make it a point to tell me, hey, this is why I'm... I'm going elsewhere. Your schedule doesn't work with mine. Your prices are too expensive. Your availability sucks. I can't book my appointments two months, three months in advance. And none of that is personal. No. Or like, I didn't like the last four times you colored my hair. Like, obviously, as a client, you do have a responsibility. If you're unhappy with something, you have to tell your stylist. Yeah. And yeah, because they... We want you to be happy with your hair. 100%. We always want you to be happy. So... And then that's a stylist responsibility too. Like take that. If if a client is brunette and they just have been digging and digging and digging it, they want icy highlights. It's a stylist responsibility to meet them halfway and be like, "Hey, your hair isn't strong enough to go through this, or right. um, this isn't chemically possible while still keeping your hair." You know, so like right. it's just the communication part of it. And if if a client just doesn't believe you and thinks like, oh no, she should be able to do this with my color or whatever, then that's on them if they want to go try somebody else and figure out a different color, you know, thing. But like all you can do as a stylist is speak the truth. And that is also your biggest responsibility too. Even if it's, I'm so sorry, I can't do this to your hair. Right. Um, because there's nothing worse than promising to do something that, that you, you can't know on. Right. <laughs> literally you can't do. Right. Like, because then you just said yes to like the impossible. And you're, as a stylist, you're setting yourself up for failure and you're setting your client up for disappointment. Yeah, for, for unrealistic expectations. So, so, so give me examples of like kind of um, some cleanup you've had to do when when these types of um, situations arise with you where you have clients come to you that have just had bad experiences? Well, actually, I was talking with Shauna, who owns my salon that I work out of. Um, It's a very fine line because you never want to talk shit. Right. right. Um, Because you don't know where somebody is at in their journey of with extensions. However, it is has become such a problem amongst clients who have not only is the work that they're getting subpar, they're being charged a lot of money for it. Golly. And when they approach their stylist about it, and of course there's his side, her side and the truth, right? Mm -hmm. So the stylist has a side as well. Um, So I, you know, 
there is a middle. Um, but the stylist is unapproachable when, you know, they're coming and saying, I ha I'm having this issue. And the stylist is like, oh, no, it's fine. And I've, I guarantee I've been there. I guarantee you I've been there, done that. So like, like denial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where you're just like, or it's like, oh, my gosh, like, again, you know, like, mm -hmm. especially if you're in that period of frustration with yourself as a stylist where you feel mm -hmm. like you're just getting hammered with people like having issues, mm -hmm. having complaints, like, but as a stylist, obviously those are the moments that make you grow. So shit, there is a very fine line with um, talking shit, but feeling the client's pain. I get mm -hmm. pissed when I feel like people are getting taken advantage of. And there are a couple instances where I truly think clients are getting 100% screwed over. And that's a hard pill to swallow. Um, I've had a couple also where they're blatantly being lied yeah, to yeah, about I've had, I've had a couple either of the type of hair that is mm -hmm. being used on them or the actual extension method that mm -hmm. is being used on them. And, and clients get confused and they don't know the they, difference. They truly don't. Um, and again, like that's why as a client, we tell you it's so important to do your research. But when you're being lied to, like, that's a character flaw. And you don't... Lying is not okay. And you just, you don't know. There's no way for you to know. We had a right. girl coming in. Um, I use Covet and Main Hair. And it's just such a phenomenal brand. I absolutely love it so much. And my client came in. She was told she was wearing Covet and Main Hair. She was told she was wearing the method that was used was MBR. And she comes in and neither were true. And as, and then so she's then, like, are you lying? You yeah, know what I mean? So then she, like, so I have to are... sit here and tell her, I'm like, I'm so sorry to tell you this. This is not covet in main hair. Hold I on, to, you like went in and took out her extensions and yeah, you're like, I was like, it was like laced or something like the was, method was. Um, it wasn't, no, it wasn't the laced method. Did you recognize that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognized it. What was it? It was SKW. Okay. Which is fine. Like yeah. I've actually been through an SKW training but and, and their this is, and their creator learned and was certified in MBR. Just as a side note, right? I'm just saying. Well, but here's the thing: it's fine. Like, so say you're the stylist, and this is what I told my client: you do have to trust your professional, right? But it's one thing for her to be like, "Hey, I'm doing MBR on you," and then doing a different method. Like you're being lied to. Yes. But it's also one if she's like, hey, you know what? I think this other method would be great for you. I'm going to try this today. Right. Giving her, so she knows, like it's just about being open and communicating. So she thinks she's wearing MBR. She's not. She, I'm pulling this hair out. She, it It's not SKW. It like, or I mean, I'm sorry. It's not covered in main hair, which she was told that it was. <laughs> the hair was garbage. Yeah. S like awful. Sucks. And so then like, and that was like my third one in like, uh, probably a seven day time frame. Where so you're like literally boiling. I was furious were the for other, this client. Were the other clients not MBR, but like with decent hair, were they all just like crappy hair, crappy extension method? Um, I had, I've had recently, um, like th three with MBR with crappy hair, but like also not well done in BR. Also, Haley and I, because we touch extension hair every single day, pretty much, 
we can feel immediately, even hair that's really, really, really worn down. This is a fun place to get to as a hairstylist. When you can feel, no, that's not covered in mane. Or like yeah. it got to the point when I when I stopped using the old hair we were using, I could feel the clients the coming good in. batches yeah. of hair. And mm-hmm. then when it stopped, I could feel the crappy hair that they started to produce. Well, and that's also like that that's a hard place to be in too, because then you don't know. Maybe the stylist was in the process of switching over, yeah. Switching hair. Cause I went through that exact yeah, yeah, same phase. Yeah. So some of my clients, like you don't know if it you have a bad batch of hair, especially like the old brand that we were all using, it just went to shit so quickly. So quick. But you didn't know it until the client. It was like a left. slippery sl- yeah. slope kind of. So that's and, like the yeah. other thing you have to think of, like, is that what's happening here? So but there's like a communication piece mm-hmm. and you have you have to talk about it with your clients. Mm-hmm. I had to eat thousands of dollars in replacing hair. Me too. Which because like, here's the thing. It's not your fault. It's not your client's fault. It's the company's fault, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But once you pull, most for most companies, once you pull that hair out of the bag. It's done. It's done. You can't mm-hmm. return it. And So then Haley and I would, would, like what I was doing is I was still using the hair, but I would put usually three pieces of hair and charge for one, knowing that it was going to break down quicker or it wasn't as thick. So then like, I'm... See, I wasn't even charging. Like I I'm, couldn't charge. That's, when I... Covenant Maine has like this I wait list yeah, I to just, get in to be able to use. I, I like begged like this, but this was also before they were even taking. This was when it was still like a test market. I snuck in on that sunny site, girl. girl. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. I was, Haley was like, are you using this? I literally, I, I just, I have no idea. I, I snuck in on their test group. I didn't sneak in. I just happened to like, I don't even, I literally don't I was know like, do I, I need to place a $10,000 order? Cause I will. Like, I don't care what I have to do. I have to have this hair. But that's the thing is uh, clients don't know that, no, nor, and, nor is it for them to know. But like, it is so much work It as it should be, but it's actually a lot of work for us to like the company that we order hair from is so selective. They don't let most people order hair from them. Like mm-hmm. you have to apply and then they have to go look through all your social media stuff and they ask you questions. Do you, they actually, do you know why they're doing that? To try to control. Yeah. Like quality like, control. Yeah. And because like one of the things that um, has been like a struggle with them, like they want to make sure they're the stylists carrying their hair are representing it well. They want to make sure your coloring of your, like mm-hmm. the client's hair and the extension hair is top notch and on point. So people do get denied. It's their branding. Yeah. Yeah. That's, See, it's their branding. Just what we branding. talked about. Also, hair is a limited resource. It's it because it grows. I mean, it's unlimited and limited. Like they can only get it so fast because right. it's real human hair too. So if you sell hair to everybody, every shitty stylist out there that wants to buy hair, you could just be wasting that hair. Cause number one, half the time people invest in certifications and then, and don't even end up doing hair. Mm -hmm. So it could just sit around and do nothing or they don't color it right. Like you were saying, and then it just looks crappy. So like, good for them. Like good for them. Good for them because I'm in their book club. (laughs) (laughs) Good for them because they let me use their hair. Yeah. But I mean, if you do the work and prove yourself and, and knock on their door a couple of times, they will absolutely want to want you to represent them. Totally. But so kind of back to what we were. Sorry. No, it's fine. I, um, but so it's just been like a really fine line. So 
because again, like I, I don't want to say anything bad about another stylist. Cause like I said, I don't know where they're at, but watching these clients come in after they've already spent thousands of dollars mm. and no offense to my clients. Like that's not my problem. I have to charge my pricing. Absolutely. So yeah. it's like, cause you were there before yes. and after. Like. So they're shelling out again, like thousands of dollars because here's what happens. They get a taste of extensions and they're like, wow, that like this has the potential to be amazing and they could love it. Well then like they're having all these issues, but they're already kind of hooked. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because the first week or two, number one, the hair's fine and the placement might hold up okay. But then you enter into week like six or seven and even like week two to four. Yeah. And yeah. And your hair's starting to feel tangly it's or weird. And, and you know, Haley and I aren't perfect. Every once in a while, somebody's bead slips or, you know, no, a, like don't get us wrong. Like we, we have issues mistakes. with our clients and like, but it's not chronic client after client after client. Like, Correct. We consistently work on like perfecting and being better. We're not just like, this isn't a, an assembly line for us. No. You know? And, and we, we fix stuff and we listen and we're receptive and we care. Uh, yeah. And, and if we have access to better things, we, we get better things. Totally. And so we don't, yeah, we, it just, girl, it, I could go on. it honestly like breaks my heart for the clients. Cause like, how do you handle that? Seriously. And I mean, I've even had like, this is a good example. I get Botox from the guy I get Botox from because he brings the Botox vial in and like shows me it's like brand name Botox. And it, I know and can tell it lasts longer. I've had like clients talk to me. I've had one other time where I went to somebody else and it was like off name Botox and it just didn't last as long. Mm-hmm. And so like I go to the person I go to because I know he's honest and I get a consistent service and he's like using the real thing. Now right. I probably pay more for that. I don't even know. I don't care Yeah, because I know what I'm getting and I know what to expect. Well, I told Lauren, I was like, Lauren's my assistant. Um, I told her, I was like, we have to start showing clients like the tags, the tags and that we're like pulling their hair out of the bag. Like, really? I honestly, I feel like we do because I've seen too many others clients like getting screwed over where they're just like trusting what their stylist says and unfortunately they're being lied to I know there's like some and some stylists are like they cut costs significantly so they're using this garbage hair and it's just like a fatter profit in their pocket which is bad karma ew get away from me I don't want that so but they're telling I just they're telling their clients lies and I it's so frustrating it's so hard to see. I just wouldn't want to carry that around as a person either. Like I do not want to pull the wool over somebody's eyes just to make a couple more dollars and walk around with that inside of me. Gross. I'm going to say something. Yeah. I think as you start seeing as an extension stylist, at least, at least for me, I'm speaking personally you get to a spot where you're starting to feel confident. You've, you know, you're seeing, um, you're building your dream clientele essentially. So it's like, wow, this is great. You're working less. You're making double, triple the amount of money that you used to. It's easy to start getting an ego with what you're offering. Grano, that's right. And it's easy to, because then essentially as a business, you start looking, okay, what ways can I... Mm lower my expenses, 
Duh, that's the point of you want to like you want a great profit margin. That's the goal this of any is a business. Great point. Um, so it's like I see how people get to that point. How and if you can find a great hair company for cheaper, go f- like fine. But let me just tell you, they don't exist because you, you're paying for quality. In the same sense that clients are paying your you for your quality of your work or the quality that they're expecting so I I understand like I can see how it happens it's so easy to get too big for your britches when you have a couple of wins yeah like it I mean it's happened to me well it happened it literally happens to everybody and you're lying to yourself and everyone around you if you say that it hasn't um and it's so that's because not you're just, saying it's you start not a, feeling like so confident and you're so excited about what you have to offer and celebrate that, but like then move on. But you still have to provide a great service, mm-hmm. and and when you're not, and your clients start going elsewhere, truthfully, the clients that like I love getting clients from other stylists because like they are so appreciative of what I'm able to do for them. Yeah. They literally struck your ego. The one client oh, I have that I can think of, uh-huh. she was like, I just can't believe this was how it was supposed to be the whole time. Yes. Like, the other stylist they didn't even wash her hair. Had the same thing happen. She went in for a move up. They just take t- it out. Taken out. Didn't wash the extensions. Put right back in over $400. She was charged oh. for her one row. Yes. This girl was getting charged more than... I am charging her, which just makes me wonder. But I was like, excusez-moi. I had a girl. Like, they uh, it wasn't shampoo my your head? There was a girl who said she had her extensions taken out for, she was just taking a quick break for them for a vacation. Mm-hmm. $400 just to have them taken out. I charged $40 a row to remove them. I charge five minutes. I, for my regular clients, I charge free 99 yeah, if you're taking them out for an extensive break, I do charge per row. But like if... I'll charge if somebody else's client needs their rows taken out. But right. like my own clients that I, they're like, yeah, I'll be back like uh, after my vacation to put them back in. Yeah, in a couple weeks or whatever. In a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, Mine's I'm, like if you're taking like six months maternity leave. Yeah. So... But I also just, shampoo, it's like that. So tone it's like, your hair and put it in a bag and like save it for you, you know? Yeah. And that's whatever, like, that's up to Again, your discretion. Right. As a stylist, like, you do you. If you can charge $400 to take somebody's extensions out and they're paying you for it. That's insane. I mean, go ahead. Also, but, but, like, could you, that's not how any training goes. I want clients to understand that and stylists. You know, and clients, you need to know, I don't care who you're trained with. No trainer will ever say, have your client sit down. Do not shampoo their hair. Do not shampoo the extensions. And put the hair back in. Nobody's training you to do that. No. Any training you go to, no. they're going to tell you to either have the client, I guess, come in with clean hair. But like, even then, it's like, that's like one of the things of coming in for move up day is like, come in with your dirty hair because well, I'm going to judge you up. And if you wear extensions, you know, the best part of getting your, of having your hair moved up is the shampoo. Girl. You could care Less about color. I don't even care. I don't even care. All you were like, I'm gonna need you to scratch, scratch my, head. my head, please. Like, so I don't yes. know it. So when it's like, of course, people are gonna start leaving you. Like, you have a right as a client. Like, there is a line 
to being taken advantage of. And um, being lied and, to. Like, it's just so sad to me. And I think it is a crappy place. Like, this stylist, this stylist, for instance, that this client came to me from another stylist, I think she'd either bought in with, like, a hair company mm-hmm. to, like, start her own brand or something. I don't know what this situation was. But she was just in complete denial about, like, the hair was, it it was a, it it was, it was a train wreck. Yeah. The hair yeah. was awful. And she, the client was like, she just kept telling me like the hair was fine. You just need to put like a mask on it. And I was like, I, I feel, I feel for both parties because I don't know where that stylist is at or what kind of financial situation they might be in or what kind of contract or whatever with hair. But like, that sucks. But yeah. like, also that sucks for that client way more. And like, they were lied to. It just, it's just. I don't know. Cutting corners is not the way to go ever. No, it's really not. In life, in hair, in business. No. And you guys like, uh, I don't know. So to me, like. Cutting corners. Sometimes as a client, you're very, very justified in why you're leaving. But I also, and this is what I tell, if you truly feel like you have been taken advantage of, I think you have absolutely every right to discuss your issues with either the stylist if they're independent or the salon owner somebody because that kind of stuff is just truly unacceptable but I think if you do want to leave as a client like and you don't want to offer an explanation I don't think you you owe it to anyone Mm -mm. um and I don't think as a stylist I truly I truly personally do not think you should ever reach out to them. It's none of your business why they left. And that can potentially be so uncomfortable for you. And that leaves a bad, a bad taste. Like, cause then what happens if you do their, you know, a couple of their friends here, they're going to be like, Haley texted me and was like, why did you leave me? Yeah. What's the deal there? And then their friends are going to be like, wait, she did what? Like, that's weird. Like, yeah. Leaving is enough of a, an explanation. I agree. And again, like I get it when you have like, words. when you have a, a, tr- a personal relationship with these people, but like, again, it's a business transaction. Also another good reason to keep like, uh, professional boundaries, mm-hmm. not, not to be, be warm, but like to keep things professional because you don't know. And because it makes those conversations way easier. Or if somebody does leave, you're like, Oh, okay. I mean like, right. And you don't want people to feel like you don't value them sitting in your chair, but that's why I don't reach out to people. Um, Cause I just, I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. Right. And it's not that like we care, we care so much, but like yeah. also we care and you have the right to have, to not have your schedule work out with ours, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, yeah. Like I stopped working weekends. I lost a lot of clients for that. Yeah. I have to refer out for somebody who needs a weekend appointment. That's my choice. I'm choosing not to work weekends. I'm choosing to say no to the clients who can only have weekends or, you know, late nights. Like I'm choosing to say no to that. That's so that is my loss. Like that doesn't work with everybody's schedule. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, when I made those changes in my business for myself, I, I had to say bye to some clients. Um, and for me, like there were no hard feelings. No. So. Yeah. And, and, it just all boils down to communication and being an adult, um, which is a lot harder than it sounds. It and is. I think the more you do it, too, just the easier it gets. Um, 
I think one of the reasons though, I've always, we talked about this in another episode, just having that professional boundary line, like you said, I think that's why I've never had a huge issue when clients have chosen to move on. Like, I'm like, it, I get it. Like, it's right. truly okay. Like, I'm fine. I, I have like, if I haven't, you know, if I'll like see something that like reminds me of a client and I'll just send him a quick little note, you know, people like to, I always think it's nice if somebody's like, I was just thinking about you. Yeah, I hope you're doing yeah. well. I'll send like a quick note like that. Like, Hey, I hope you're doing well. I was just thinking about you. Right. And it's like no pressure. It's not this like, why did you leave me? Or like to make you feel bad that I haven't seen you in a long time. It's not that at all, but you know, just, you know, yeah. if you guys have like some type of inside joke or something, yeah. that kind of stuff goes a long way for people too. So, yeah. And I, um, I don't know. I, I just think people take things too personal too. And it's like, just breathe it in and breathe it out. If somebody mm-hmm. tells you, there's something they don't like, or if you have to deliver the news to someone else that something with you is changing. Um, number one, nobody cares about you as much as you do. I love saying that because it, it's, it's so, like rude, but it's not. It's so true. It's like, so no one cares. True, and no one cares. like we said, it's business. It's at business. the end of the day, like people are always going to do what's best for them, mm-hmm. just the way you're always going to do what's best for you. Yeah. And, and just do you it. You have to accept that. If you remove some of the emotion from it, it it is okay. It's like you emotions don't need to be inserted into every single little thing in life. Agree. Um. So, talk to your stylist if you feel comfortable talking to them, very like calmly, and just let them know what you do and don't like. Um. If you can't get through to them, I think that's when it's okay to like shoot them a text or not rebook. Um, by all means, don't no show anybody. Um, yeah. and then as a stylist too, if, if you're feeling like a funky vibe from a client, like get down face to face, like same level as them, um, and be like, Hey, you know, like, what are you thinking for this appointment? Like, do you have any thing that you like loved or anything that you didn't like about, um, this last move up or this last color appointment, you know, like be open to feedback Yeah. so that people can feel comfortable being honest with you and then you can move forward, forward better. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my, always like one of the things, how did everything feel this time? We, put, mm-hmm. you know, we positioned it lower. We changed the placement of your rose. How did you feel about it? Was it okay? Did it suck? You know? Cause like then that opens the client up to, to say, were mm-hmm. you, you know, how was your color? Was there anything that was bothering you? Because then they're like, Oh, she wants to know. Right. Like, right. So I think you can, if you're not sure how to start getting feedback from your clients, that's a great way. Acknowledge what you did last time and say, you know, how did you feel about that? How did this work for you? Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you would do differently? Yeah. And I always let my clients know too. um, I literally say like, please tell me this is, this is on your head. I can't feel for you and yeah. it's not going to hurt my feelings at all. Like I'm not I let them, at myself at you in the mirror every day. Yeah. Like I let them know, like I need to know right. because like it's my job to make this comfortable and pretty. And if it's not one or the other, like I'm right here, please tell me, just tell me and it's okay. Um, Is that good? Dokey. Yeah. I feel good about that. I know. So guys, if you need to break up with your stylist, I mean, you shouldn't feel bad about it. 
there's a million reasons people break up. And if you're mm-hmm. a stylist, just don't take it personally. Don't make it weird. Also, if you love your stylist, tell them that too. Oh my gosh, we love to hear how much you love us. So much. So much. Okay, guys. Okay, bye-bye. We'll see you guys soon. See love you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.